morning, glory, and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here we are on this Thursday, the 16th day of January, 2020. My name is Nick. Pause for applause as we introduce Big J. Hello. How's it feel, Big J? Clapping for myself. Yeah, buddy. Good. You should be your biggest fan, right? Or your worst enemy. Uh, I'm certainly my biggest critic, but I feel like that's a good thing. Uh, it helps me strive for... I haven't noticed it helping anything. Hmm. Maybe you should try being your biggest fan no. instead of critic. All of a sudden, I'm overthinking my biggest critic. Yeah. Line. It may be you. Uh, that's no good. Welcome to the show, but we do have an opportunity for you to do cool things during the next four-hour broadcast. Those cool things include winning tickets to Stone Temple Pilots, their acoustic performance at the Knitting Factory on the 8th of February. February. We also have an opportunity for you to go check out Dweezil Zappa at the Egyptian Theater over the course of the show today. Big J will uh, break down a nerd alert for you. Hopefully. Which will be good and or great. And, of course, we also have the We're Going to Hell action. We'll do a run of headlines for you over the course of the show today and a bunch of other fun and excitement. Big J, you're worried about the amount of uh, tech news that's out there? Is you think everybody's waiting for CES, the big uh, reveal? Or not CES, but the, the, whatever they call the video game thing? Well, there's several of those. I mean, that's not till June. So. Right. But are they holding back news? Uh, no, it's just uh, in between time right I was, now. I was looking at some stuff because uh, I, before I, I started playing Fallen Order, uh, so the Star Wars game, I, I was looking and I was like, man, there's, I mean... Not a, lot, a whole lot of games coming out that I'm super now, looking forward to. The one game that everybody's looking forward to has been pushed back even further. Which so. one is that? Cyberpunk? Avengers. Oh, Avengers, yeah. yeah. Uh, Cyberpunk looks good. That's the one with Keanu Reeves. I, I wouldn't mind playing that, as long as it's not first person. And then uh, I was also looking at... Well, I mean, you don't have PS4, uh, but uh, The Last of Us, the second part is coming out. So right. The first game was amazing. So Those are two that I'm looking forward to, but they don't come out for a while, to say the least. So we are going to get started with some important stuff, but we're going to play some music for you. First, let's do some ACDC. It is Hell's Bells here on 100.3. The X rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Big J, we all know getting a good night's sleep is important. How'd you sleep last night? I mean, I thought I slept pretty good. Until? Until right now. What happened? I'm a little, uh, a little sleepy. Oh, you're groggy? A little groggy. Thank oh, you, yes. Oh, man. I know. Sucks, right? What time did you crash out? About 10 o'clock. Okay. That's late for you, right? No, that's about right, oh, usually I when you, I go to sleep. I thought you usually crash out at like 8.39, something like that. That's what I would like to. I see. But it doesn't always work out that way. Yeah. Was it because you were up late watching a Bad Boys marathon as well? Yeah. I mean, that's five hours of movies, dude. Bad Boys 2 is long. It's a long... Like, I mean, the, I was thinking like, like that when I was watching this time. I was like, okay, it's over. And like, no, there's a whole other action-huge subplot yeah, yeah. that needs to be wrapped the, up. The end of the movie is not the end of the movie. No, it should be. But then you're like, oh my god, we got another half an hour. I was like, man, I forgot about this. And then I'm like, did I even see this movie? I don't... <laughs> well, I mean, I, I remembered more about Bad Boys 2 than I did Bad Boys 1. Because it was, I mean, 1995 was 25 years ago, man. Yeah, this was the beginning of Michael Bay. Yeah, really. it was. I mean, Michael Bay, nobody knew who the hell he was back when Bad Boys 2 came out. And now the new one, which we're going to see tonight as part of the Morning After the Movies podcast, uh, is no Michael Bay. Yeah, we, we digress. So we'll see. Well, we'll see. I mean, it could be better, it could be worse. I don't know. Uh, I, I, the other thing I was pointed out as I was watching this, which is completely off topic from important stuff, was uh, in Michael Bay movies, like, 
there's no in-between. Do you know what I'm saying? Either it's incredibly uh, extreme one way or extreme the other. Like, for instance, either the people in his movies are super, super sexy and built and put together, or they're just fat as bleep. You know what I mean? Like, there's no in-between. It's one of the two of them. And I noticed that, especially in Bad Boys 2. I'm like, man, either you're fit as hell or you're just a fat blob. And you're yeah, I don't think comedy. he likes fat people. No, no, he does not. Like, I mean, he uses that, that bad guy's daughter as just like a fat punchline the entire movie. And you're like, oh, that's not okay. That chick's like 10. What are we doing? What are we doing? Anyway, uh, if you didn't watch Bad Boys uh, 1 and 2 last night, you might have got some good sleep. And the University of Manchester looked at mice and found that, you know, basically the part of the body that gives you, you know, making you look young, collagen. You're familiar with it, right? Yeah. It's repaired in our bodies as we sleep. Oh, boy. The process is highly influenced by something called our body clocks. Also, collagen plays a role in how our skin appears, so in some sense, beauty sleep is actually a real thing. Since our body clocks get less precise as we age, the scientists hope this information could one day help unlock some of the mysteries of aging, and maybe as you get older, you need more sleep than the recommended eight hours, and that'll help you age a little bit less from a skin and, you know, kind of mind perspective. What do you think about that? Great. Maybe you start knocking out uh, 10, 11 hours of sleep a night. Can you pull that off? No, man. I don't think I could either. My body just doesn't. I mean, even when I'm super tired, I think eight is about as the most as my body would let me get. Uh, but again, anything like anything else, Big J, it could be trained, just so you know. Damn right. LSU acknowledged Wednesday that Cleveland Browns star and football alum Odell Beckham Jr. gave several of the team's players real money after they won the college football national championship against Clemson on Monday. Beckham Jr. was seen on video slapping cash into the hands of two players, Justin Jefferson and John Trey Kinlan, as well as Joe Burrow said on Pardon My Take podcast that he got cash from him too. The incident could be a violation of NCAA rules since players aren't allowed to accept cash. LSU says we're in contact with the NCAA and SEC immediately upon learning of this situation in which some of our athletes may have been placed in a compromising position. We are working to rectify the situation. So we'll see what ends God, up happening. That dumb. But it's not a good look. It's so dumb. I mean, you know, you know he was doing it just to be like funny or whatever, but it didn't. It's the exact opposite of that because now these kids could get in real trouble just because Odell. And Beckham what are they Jr. supposed to do? NC double stupid. Oh, you know, thanks, OBJ. Right, right. It's just if somebody it's just hands you a hundred dollar bill. I mean, come on. Zion Williamson was the top choice in last summer's NBA draft, but he hasn't played since suffering an injury. He's set to debut for the Pelicans on the 22nd. Uh, David Griffin said this yesterday. The former Duke star has been out while rehabbing from uh, atheroscopic surgery in mid-October to repair his right knee. Played in just four preseason games for the Pelicans before his injury, and so he's been practicing since January 2nd, and we're about a week away from his debut in the NBA. People are excited. Big J, the mobile gaming industry is ready to grow in 2020. Apparently, uh, they put out a state of mobile report, and in 2019, spending was up 25% in mobile gaming, as it has merged as the most popular form of gaming over home console and handheld devices. You can thank uh, Call of Duty Mobile and Mario Kart Tour as the two most profitable mobile games out there right now. Both of which you can download for free, but both of which have a ridiculous amount of extras that you can pay for if you would like. Now, you're a Call of Duty fan. Have you done the mobile one yet? Yeah, the mobile one is uh, is really interesting and funny. I mean, it's a great um, version of the game, but I don't I don't really play it. I haven't played it since you I started playing Call of Duty in the console. Gotcha. 
Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your first round of important stuff. Big J's Nerd Alert on 100.3 The X Rocks. You use Instagram, right? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of people do. And the folks at Insta, that's what the cool kids call it, huh? are testing out the ability to get your DMs via web browser. Finally. I know. Uh, currently, the only way to get direct messages is via the app, but beta testing is occurring right now. That may change that. Instagram has been slow to include web browser support for its platform, which includes not having the ability to post from a web browser. The possible changes would most likely affect businesses-related accounts. Uh, you know, people you know who, who do that for a living. It's nice to be able to have those things at your uh, fingertips. We can attest to that with uh, the X Rocks Instagram. Yeah, you can take the DMs and shove them, but it, having the ability to uh, post from a desktop would be very cool. Yeah, we'll see when they start thinking about that. Uh, it's going to be a bit, I bet, though. Uh, the big gaming conference called E3, which takes place at the beginning of June in LA, is going to be missing a major player. For the second year in a row, Nick, Sony PlayStation is saying no thank you to attending primarily because of the expense along with the drastic difference in attendance between E3, uh, which is around 70000 and GamesCon, which takes place in Europe later in the summer. Attendance for GamesCon is around 350000 So uh, it's, a, it's a much bigger uh, deal there at GamesCon. Add to that, Sony finds ways to uh, be relevant during those events uh, without attending, thanks to numerous game announcements, cross-platform stuff, and uh, they do a big Sony PlayStation sale through that time as well. So they don't feel the need to attend. Uh, we'll uh, we'll see what that means, and uh, I think they'll be doing some other events throughout the year, but they don't have to do it, and why spend all that money? Speaking of Sony PlayStation, something uh, somewhat new that is really cool uh, that you may have seen pop up on social media is the PlayStation wrap-up. Nick, have you seen this? I don't know what that is, no. You have not seen it. Okay, similar to Spotify's wrap-up, you can see and show everyone how much time you are, are been have been playing your Sony PlayStation, what games you've been playing, and all those trophies and achievements, and it's all set up in a nice... Uh, picturesque graph okay so all you got to do is log in and uh there'll be an option there for you to do that and some people who share their account uh, with their kids have some very interesting usually comes out fortnite uh, as the best but uh as a as an xbox guy who plays a lot of video games uh i'm kind of jealous of this particular feature because i think it'd be pretty cool uh at least you could see you know kind of like your year in review kind of a thing yeah absolutely so that's that's the whole point of it and uh you can go and uh, and check that out now if you're a sony playstation user and how do you access it's just in your my playstation yes store? yes it should be in there somewhere i i'll, I'll personally send you a link wonderful. to how to get to it wonderful. so we can see all the the games you played uh i'll look forward to checking it out morning after with nick and big j there's your nerd alert for you on the way some important stuff not to mention we also have to go to hell on the morning after with nick and big j ah some crappy news dropped out of the uh, boise parks and rec department yesterday doug holloway who was a legitimately good dude uh, made the announcement that the Road to X Games qualifying event that has happened in downtown Boise Road Skate Park the last couple of years will not return to downtown Boise this summer. They announced yesterday this uh, despite the fact that we thought we were going to have at least one more year of this. Uh, apparently they say that they have mutually agreed to take a break from hosting the event here in the City of Trees. And apparently it's not because... Here's the reason that we got. It's been too successful. You understand? Right. That's the excuse that they gave. It was too big of an event, 
and it was a lot of work that went into making that event big on the city of Boise side, and so they decided to, I guess, pull the plug. Which sucks, because that was a great couple of days that we spent down there broadcasting live. Uh, a ton of people would always show up, and it was really cool to have that event here, but, you know, there's money attached to things. It's hard to put on free events. Yes, it is. Uh, and and to make them uh, make sense from you, because, you know, it's it's free to the public. Certainly isn't free to close down streets, block off blocks, and make sure all the elements and necessities are there for people, like food trucks and bathrooms and things like that. Mm -hmm. So that there is some expense attached to it, and I don't think the city of Boise ever found a way to truly offset that expense. And so it became, well, yes, a popular event, a very expensive one, considering it was getting bigger and bigger every year. They were like, okay, what do we do? How do we make this something that makes sense for us fiscally and they never could crack that code now uh holloway went on to say that you know it doesn't mean that things aren't going to happen in the future but he did say listen it's it's going to be a couple of years before they talk about a possible return to boise uh because a lot of work went into hosting the event and it was a big event so they don't want to say never say never but i'm guessing this is the end of the road which sucks because it's a great event right uh, absolutely. There's a lot of, uh, no, no more ESPN around these parts these days. Right. Yes. <laughs> we are severing all ties. Take with the ESPN. that ESPN. <laughs> you freeloaders. For sure. For sure. Rest in peace. Hall of Fame wrestler, Rocky Johnson, the father of Dwayne, the rock Johnson passed away. Uh, he was 75 years old. Johnson and Tony Atlas known as the soul patrol. Became the first black world tag team champions in WWE history in 1983. Johnson retired in the early 90s. Helped train his son, who took the Rock name from his father, of course, and went on to become the man that he is today. So I'm sure uh, the Rock is in mourning and his dad passing away at 75. That sucks. Uh, and he was, I remember, I remember watching Rocky Johnson wrestle. I was a huge wrestling fan in yeah. the 80s. Huge. So he was definitely a big part of that. I even had a figurine, if I remember correctly. Uh, for my WWE wrestling set, or it was WWF back then, of course. Big J, the internet may want Charlize Theron to play James Bond next, but that isn't going to happen. According to Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson, they were the producers of the James Bond movies, and they were talking to Variety. Of course, Daniel Craig is exiting his successful tenure as 007 in No Time to Die. It'll be the fifth time he plays the spy. That film drops in April. But with Craig out, they want to know who's in. Of course... Uh, Richard Madden, Idris Elba have all been floated around. And uh, Broccoli and Wilson both insist that, listen, they're just kind of worried about promoting No Time to Die right now. The search for the next James Bond hasn't even begun. But certain requirements must be met. Barbara said, quote, he can be of any color, but he is male. I believe we should be creating new characters for women, strong female characters. I'm not particularly interested in taking a male character and having a woman play it. I think women are far more interesting than that. Big J, where do you stand on the James Bond argument? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm right there with it. Why not just do a sequel to Atomic Blonde? Right. I mean, that made money, so uh, I, I, I agree. I don't think uh, it makes sense to switch the character's gender at all. I mean, all the books, everything it comes from is, is male, but uh, certainly I'm, uh, I'm, uh, you know, I'm into that. Is there anybody that you have like uh, top of your list of somebody that you would like to see succeed, Daniel Craig? I don't know. I mean, I think it, uh, Idris would be cool, but he's too old. If you're gonna, you know, start over, you won't probably want to get somebody younger who can do, you know, three or four movies. 
Yeah, but like that's never been Bond. Bond's never been a young guy, right? I mean, even in the books, he was. He no, was, but Idris is pretty old. No, right. I agreed. mean, but he still. I mean, he looked great in Hobbs and Shaw. He was kicking ass for a while. Yeah, yeah, but um, so no, I don't know, man. We'll see uh, where it goes. I mean, Tom Hardy would have been a good choice. I still wouldn't mind seeing that. I don't know, man. Uh, I mean, you know, one of the things about James Bond is there's certainly some acting, but Tom Hardy, whenever they get him talking, uh, I love the guy. I love watching him in movies, but man, he's hard to understand sometimes. <laughs> he's got this mumble mouth thing, and, you know, things like Mad Max where I go, oh, it makes sense why they don't have him talking a lot. Okay. I saw you in Venom, and I'm not sure. But either way, it's going to be a successful franchise, whichever direction they decide to go. Uh, but they're not talking about it, and they certainly Tom probably Cruise, maybe? <laughs> won't for a while. Big J on 100.3, the X rocks. Open with a question, Big J. Is it strange that I find it oddly comforting that uh, in other countries the internet is a cesspool and just the worst place as well? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess. Good. Uh, because it is. And uh, today we go to China for today's We're Going to Hell story. And it's not a fun one, especially if you happen to be a 40-year-old Zhao Zia. He is a gentleman that has been married for seven months. Congratulations, dude. Yeah, good job. Way to go. His Not wife, Zhao Quinn, has been uh, married to him for seven months as well. She's four months pregnant. They're expecting her first child, their first child together. And their marriage was a wonderful, beautiful, delicious treat. Married delicious. Up until about, oh, I don't know, three days ago. Uh, that is when... Zia ended up getting a message from a friend and said, Hey man, did uh did you check out Lee Zhao's WeChat page? Which is essentially the uh, uh, Chinese agri- equivalent of like Twitter. It's very popular there. A uh, bunch of people have it. And it's not as regulated as uh, Facebook is. You understand? Right. Like, for instance, you can post things on Twitter that you wouldn't be able to post on, like, Instagram or Facebook, right? Mm-hmm. I.e. nudity. 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 And so, uh, that's when Zazia ended up checking out his buddy's WeChat page, who, by the way, worked together. He and his wife worked together, and then they also worked together with this, uh, Zhao Li guy. And they check out Zhao Li's, uh, WeTransfer page, and sure enough, right there on the page is a 15-second video of his wife taking a shower. He's like, wait, what? Huh? What's going on there? What the hell? And it's not like, you know, crazy weird footage. It's like footage of her that she has taken herself and then clearly sent to the co-worker, Zhao Li. So, he's, uh, so the, uh, the gentleman's like, he thinks instantly, this creep's got a camera in my bathroom. Yeah, yeah. I need to contact the police. So he contacts the police. Police start uh, looking at the video, do some research. They contact Zhao Li and says, oh, no, sorry. Uh, here's the deal. I, I kind of posted that on WeTransfer as like a revenge kind of a thing. You see, uh, me and Zhao Quinn have been having an affair for like, I don't know, two years. And uh, I was under the impression that her and I were to be married. So I left my wife. And then I find out secretly that she went ahead and got married seven months ago without me knowing about it. So, uh, while yes, of course, we still had the affair while she was married, I got a little bit tired of it and upset that I turned my life upside down for her, and she ends up getting married and then pregnant, so she's definitely not going to leave her husband. So I decided to post the uh, video on the internet as 
a revenge thing. And so, obviously, that's a terrible way for him to find out that his wife's been cheating on him. There's that news. Not only was there not a camera in his bathroom, but the wife voluntarily sent this photo video to the gentleman, and uh, and he posted it on the internet. So that's a terrible thing. Now the whole internet's seen his wife naked, as well as he found out that his wife was having an affair. I'd say that's the least of his problems. <laughs> right. And then, factor in the wife, Big J, who was so upset by her infidelity being discovered, what happens? She goes into early labor with her baby. Luckily, everything is uh, okay with the kid. That's good. But the weird part is that all three of them were together and the two people having an affair and he didn't know that she was married. You know what I mean? Yeah, how does that happen? Must be a big old factory. I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Obviously, police are filing charges. You can't just do revenge porn. That's not a thing no matter what country you're in. So there's all sorts of jail time that could be involved and a fine. And now, of course, marriages are destroyed and friendships are destroyed, and all sorts of stuff are happening. So, the well, internet's a terrible place there, too. Never good friends, they didn't invite him to the wedding. <laughs> no, no, I don't think they were close. They were certainly co-workers, though, uh, familiar of each other's existence. I'm guessing now they wish never none of that had happened. So, when we transfer finally comes to the United States, Big J, or stay off it. Got it? Thanks. Thank you very much. Will do. Appreciate it. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X. That is Bush. That has come down here on the morning after with Nick and Big J on 100.3. The X rocks. I cannot globetrot around the world like you can, Big J, but any plans to go to Japan anytime soon with maybe the family? I know you've got a child that enjoys the culture. You think maybe a trip to showcase the world to be in order? As of yet, no. No? No plans to go to Japan. Because uh, maybe, just maybe, uh, you could make a trip to Universal Studios Japan. Oh! Because they have released a video for a brand new theme park that they're unveiling, and it kind of makes sense. It's happening in Japan. It's a Super Nintendo World. But it's going to become the world's first completely and totally interactive theme park. Hmm. The video is mainly CGI because none of it's been built before, but it basically what it's positing is a world in which you are placed into essentially a Super Mario Brothers video game. Uh, you know, it's like the theme park would be stepping into your gaming screen and, you know, basically it's introduced by, you know, you're walking into this theme park and then you see, like, you know, the uh, the the pots from Super Mario Brothers, the tubes that you go into that take you into warps and other worlds underground that have the, uh, the Venus Flytrap-esque things jumping out of them. Yeah. And uh, the only real clue that we're given from the video is that there will be you'll be given wristbands as you enter the park, and they're called power-up bands. And these wristbands will sync up through an app on your smartphone, and it will be able to track your stats as if you were playing a video game. So you run around, you jump, you you hit the question mark boxes that are above you, you get power-ups. Wristbands will also allow you to challenge other park goers in friendly competitions for Super Mario to see who's got the better score at the end of the day. Jeez. Where prizes can be won, it's pretty interesting. Sounds physically exhausting. It, 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 all they're doing in this video is running around and jumping. So it appears to be a very, like... Like XTC? <laughs> yeah, it appears to be a very physical kind of a theme park. Universal Japan launched the website in conjunction with the video. The homepage describes some of the attractions already set for Super Nintendo World among them. Uh, a Mario Kart game where you can play like you're in Mario Kart. <laughs> and the chance to tour around the world of Mario on Yoshi's back. 
Super Nintendo World is in the works. It will be open by this summer, apparently. But wow. it's, it's very big. It's large in area, and they want it to be incredibly interactive. It almost looks like it's a VR kind of a world they're going for. I don't know if that's what they're going to strap on your, your head as you walk in. But it appears to be a pretty unique take on things. But yes, also very physical. So you're going to need to be in shape, it appears, to visit super nintendo world does that lower your interest a little bit yeah 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 <laughs> you have no a interest lot. I, in I'll running pass. around and jumping into warp uh, tunnels and, pass. and hitting question marks with your fist you know here's the crazy thing too i'm not even really a mario fan no no you're not i mean do you you did have a nintendo though, of course right? i did but you never really played the super mario brothers a little bit but i never really got into them what games were you big into there on the, the the old school, the 16-bit game. Duck Hunt. Okay. That came with Mario Brothers as well. Yeah. That's all I really remember. Tecmo Bowl. For and sure. Did you have a Super Nintendo as well? Yeah. Okay, and that but obviously Super Tecmo Bowl. There were all kinds of weird games I'm sure I played on the... But none of them that stand out and, and become, like, favorites from your no. childhood? Weird. That's why I'm not into the huge, into the retro gaming. Yeah. Like, I... You know, never really got into any of those games big time. Uh, until GoldenEye happened, and then, then and then that's when I really got crazy with gaming. There you go. Makes sense. And still, you still play those games to this day. First-person shooter. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, your uh, third round of important stuff, as well as Pop Culture Smackdown. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Big J, one thing is for certain. Americans love getting hammered. America. New federal health statistics show that we Americans, right around this time in our lives, drink more now as a country than we did when Prohibition was enacted, when it was considered to be such a health risk that the government banned us from drinking. We're getting hammered more now than we did then. Government says that just before alcohol was banned in the 1910s, each American teen and adult was drinking an average of just under two gallons per year. Now, these days, we're up to about 2.3 gallons per year. Yeah! How many drinks is that, Big J? About 500. Wow. About nine per week. By uh, Prohibition began on January 17, 1920. That's 100 years ago this Friday, by the way. It was repealed in 1933. After 13 years, by 1934, consumption of alcohol was under one gallon. It's been up and down ever since then. But right now, public health experts agree that Americans have a drinking problem. Boston University adds that consumption's been going up, harms from alcohol have been going up, and there's not been much of a policy response to match it. But I'm not sure what you do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do we do prohibition again? Will it work? Probably not. It almost certainly didn't work last time either. And so, it's an issue, but what do you do about it, Big J? Do you have any Big J policies you'd like to enact? No. The banning of hard seltzer? Like the band White Claw? Other than that? God. You know what's disgusting to me? Is that there's a case of White Claw in my damn fridge. Well, are you being forced to drink it? No! But anybody in my house, it's just like, ugh. Can't, can't you drink a regular drink? Here's the interesting thing. There's a case of White Claw. Uh-huh. And a, a thing of Jello shots. Like what, pre-made Jello shot. Not me. What's going on? Who's doing Jello shots at your house? You know the 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 newest in the age of drinking decided that that might be a way that they could. 
Listen, we've all had we all have a Jello shot story. None of them end well. But they were regular, like homemade Jello shots. I'm sure, not these pre-made ones in a bucket. I'm like, what are these doing here? <laughs> to be young again, huh? What'd yeah, you but they haven't been. They taught. They they took one and they didn't like them. And well, now yeah. they just sit there. Nobody likes Jello shots. That's the point. No, nah, I love Jello shots. Just not. <laughs> not those. So you do them. Why? What are they made from? What's in them? I don't know. Jello. What, how do you know it's not the ones that you would like then? I don't know. LSU is doing an investigation against Odell Beckham after it has been found that he actually handed out real money to the winners of the college football national championship. That's not okay by NCAA rules or anybody else's rules, and so they got to figure out what the hell to do here, and it probably won't be pretty. Here, here's I know what to do, NCAA. Sit down and shut up and move along. Well, something has to happen. You can't just let this happen, right? You say, I mean, please don't do this anymore. Thank you. Right. We're moving on. You, but you ban Odell Beckham from the sideline because he can't obviously behave himself. You just make sure that you take back the cash money that you got to the best of your ability and then let it go away. But you can't let one dude doing something really stupid uh, and kids celebrating, having a good time, doing something that they've accomplished and worked incredibly hard to do. Yeah, they just want to smoke cigars. Leave them alone. Right. You got in trouble for that, too. Zion Williamson, who was the top choice in the NBA draft but hasn't played, will play coming up on January 22nd for the New Orleans Pelicans. It's been announced. He's been practicing since January 2nd. He had some knee surgery done after playing four preseason games. We'll see if he tears up the league like he was expected to beginning on the 22nd. And Netflix, Big J, they're being accused of funneling about $430 million or so in international profits into tax havens while simultaneously snagging more than $1 million of tax relief in the UK. Tax Watch is reporting that Netflix raises some real concerns about the operation of the high-end TV tax relief scheme, and it could be used by companies to claim credits on production costs, while uh, locating the income from those productions offshore, meaning they don't have to actually pay any taxes on them. So Netflix could be rigging the system a little bit, which is why they have all this money. Agree or disagree, Big J? Uh, Probably. Is it a controversy in your eyes? I don't care. Good job. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few short minutes, your pop culture smackdown. Down. On the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Yeah, and uh, let's see. Coming up here on uh, February 8th, Saturday, at the Knitting Factory, Stone Temple Pilots coming to play acoustic all uh, an evening with. going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we'll get you set up with tickets for that if you can beat Nick here in Pop Culture Smackdown. Today is John Carpenter's birthday. He's 72 years old. He's the director of a lot of great movies. He will be the theme for today's Pop Culture Smackdown. Could be easy. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's great. There's a lot of questions you could dive into. It may be uh, very difficult for me to get one right, but I'm certainly going to give it the old college try. So if you would like to play, you need to get on the phone. 208-287-1003. That is our number. And I say good luck to all parties involved. Good morning, the X. Good morning. Hello? What's your name, please? Hello, this is Shannon. All right, Shannon. Good luck. Shannon, Jamie Lee Curtis starred in this horror classic as babysitter Laurie Strode, sister to Michael Myers. Halloween. Right. correct. Uh, Nick, often considered one of the best fights in film history, Rowdy Piper versus this actor in the movie They Live. I always get it confused because there's two of them. There's David Keith and then there's Keith David. 
Well, uh, I think they're the same person. No, You're they're just... not. They're not. One is African American, the other is a white man. Oh. Uh, I am going to say. <sighs> Come on, man! I'm going to say. Well, that's what I'm saying. Now I've got it all mixed up in my head. I don't even know head. who that other guy is. You do. He looks kind of like Patrick Swayze. You can look him up, and he's been in a bunch of these, like a character actor. I'm going to say. Keith David. Yeah, you're right. right. God, thank God, man. I would have just would have cried if you got that wrong. All right, Shannon. This famous actor played Snake Plissken and Jack Burton in Carpenter Classics Escape from New York and Big Trouble in Little China. Who is it? Kurt Russell. Right. Kurt Russell, indeed. This one might be tough, Nick. Mm-hmm. Of Carpenter's movies, how many have been remade so far? Oh, gosh. Um, Definitely The Thing. Definitely Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, Assault on Precinct 13. That's all I got. There's, I'm gonna there's say, one more. Come there, on. Well, then, then number's four. You just gave me the oh, answer. Oh, I'm trying to help you. <laughs> you just gave me the answer. Oh, four. <laughs> the Fog. You're forgetting The Fog. The Fog was remade? Yep. I don't remember that one. That's it. What? Are you guys just got it right. Oh, I gave you the answer? Yes, you're saying? you did. Oh, okay. You All told right. me four. There we go. You'll never get this next one anyways. Uh, this, <laughs> this busy former wrestler slash superstar is set to step into Kurt Russell's shoes as Jack Burton in the remake of Big Trouble in Little China. Uh, ooh. Can you smell oh what he's gosh. cooking? The Rock. <laughs> there you go. Right, Tim, I helped you. I think <laughs> of all of the movies, only one actor has ever been nominated for an Oscar for Best Acting. Who is it? What's that? Of all of the movies for John Carpenter, only one actor has ever been nominated for an Oscar for Best Actor. Who so is it? It was Best Actor. In a, yes. It starred in a John Carpenter movie. Yes. Nomination. Um, hmm. Probably a veteran. I'll say Donald Pleasance. Donald Pleasance is incorrect. Wrong. What was it? The dude. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Oh, really? Starman. Oh, Bryant. that's right. God, I forgot about Starman. Congratulations, Shannon. Tickets to Stone Temple Pilots are yours for February 8th. Hold on tight. We'll get some information from you. Make sure you're set and all ready to go for that. We'll do a run of headlines. It's happening next to the X-Rock. <laughs> the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by Dennis Dillon RV. Big J going to be hanging out there tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m., 6560 West Targhee Street in Boise for their Marine Power Sports RV Super Sale. You can get historic low financing, no payments till spring, free storage with any purchase and top value for any trade. It is the Dennis Dillon Super Sale event. Free admission, there's food, fun, all sorts of stuff going on. It began it began yesterday, goes all the way through Sunday, and Big J again broadcasting live tomorrow, 4 to 6 p.m. at the new Dennis Dillon RV location. Join us. Headlines are as follows. Rough prank, not a thing, and that's expensive. Uh, let's go with rough prank. Can you imagine how this kid must have gotten punished? Police in California responded after people called in. After spotting a car on the highway Saturday that had a girl in a backseat holding a handwritten sign that read, quote, Help me. She's not my mom. Help. So officers then pulled over the car but determined the whole thing had been just a prank. They posted about the whole debacle on social media, noting that it was a, the daughter had the idea of trying to be funny. But parents need to be aware that children are doing in the back seat, making sure they're paying attention and not doing something weird. Uh, the child was about seven or eight years old and appeared to be having fun with her parents. And the parents didn't think it was very fun yeah, at wh- all. Wait, wait, parents, what are you? Where is a kid getting these ideas? What are you watching? What are you letting her watch? 
going to pretend I'm kidnapped. Kid thought it was hilarious. Yeah, I get that part. It is not. Thankfully, everything is okay. But don't do that kind of prank. It's not okay. Not a thing or that's expensive? That's expensive. It looks like your average well-stocked medicine cabinet. It's in the details, however, and the price. The show is is actually a work of art. Bodies is a doorless machine cabinet filled with empty pill bottles and packages. It was created by British artist Damon Hurst in 1989. It's expected to fetch as much as $2.3 million when it hits the auction block in London next month. Bond trader Robert Tibbles is a trusting auction house Phillips to sell the entire collection of work from the young British artist movement. He said, quote, I lived with that medicine cabinet for seven years with people telling me it was crap. The more you look at it, the more you begin to see all the little details, which makes it even more peculiar and enjoyable. But it really does look like a medicine cabinet, and that is it. It's just a medicine cabinet that's going to go for $2.3 million. Oh, man. What is happening? I have got a, uh, a standard. That you can find it in any household, uh, a junk drawer. I mean, that is art right there. How much can I get for that? I don't know, man. It depends. Are you considered a young British artist? No, I'm an old American artist. And probably nothing. Yeah, meanwhile, trying to sell a couch for 100 bucks. Can't do that. Wrap it up with not a thing. Tortillas don't usually stir up controversy, but here we are. A woman named Peggy from San Antonio, Texas, advertised online that she was selling homemade tortillas for $15. And she included a photo of the tortillas being made on the cutting board, along with what appears to be a sex toy. In a text exchange with a prospective buyer, Peggy insists that she used the, the what, what the gentleman thought was a sex toy as what she called a vibrating rolling pin. <laughs> <laughs> the photo went viral. Peggy keeps insisting that the item is a vibrating rolling pin, but you can search for vibrating rolling pin. There's no such thing. It doesn't exist. She just happens to use this particular thing as a vibrating rolling pin, which what? may help with the tortillas. I don't know. What would be the purpose? I don't know. Like, how would... Because it, like, smushes while it, well, yeah, you're rolling? Ma- maybe it, like, helps uh, put in the flour into the tortilla as you're rolling it out. I don't know. I mean, listen, there's a reason people probably haven't used these as rolling pins. But maybe there's a reason why Peggy does. I've never made homemade tortillas. I don't know what the secret is. But she apparently thinks that's Usually it. Usually it's a press, not a, a rolling, <laughs> right. vibrating... Right. Uh, but uh, I don't know if they're worth $15, but maybe that's the secret. Here's hoping she only uses it for tortillas. How about just admit, yeah, it, that's what it was, but I've repurposed it. Yeah. And hopefully, never been used. Exactly. That's... That would be the key question. You ever use that thing? Yeah. Well, if she thinks it's a vibrating rolling pin, I would hope not. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. Coming up, we got your bad impressions and more. Green Day, welcome to Paradise here on 100.3 The X Rocks. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. It's not the time of year where the Treasure Valley worries about these things. But you remember in the summertime, it was a very big point of contention about the electric scooters around town. Remember? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. These were a very big deal in larger cities. They came to Boise. People were not very happy with them for a while. And then it kind of just simmered down a little bit and became regular kind of, I guess, people got used to it. And then the winter came and not a whole lot of people are using them. And they're not really readily available. But they will be once again. But now we've got the National Association of City Transportation that are talking a little bit about something that we have talked about on this show before, and that is the uh, huge increase in injuries 
that go along and with deaths. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I mean, there's not a whole lot of deaths attached to it, but there are a lot of injuries attached to it. For instance, between 2014 and 2018, uh, about 3,300 people were injured in these scooters across the country. Uh, not surprising to a lot of people, that number has more than quadrupled in just the last two years alone because these scooters are more readily available, right? Yeah. Not only that, but people just, you know, they, they're not using them right. I mean, and they don't have any protection or you know, they're not wearing helmets and things like There's that. There's no regulation. And they really. cook, man. They, I mean, they go quick. So, uh, you know, you have a real serious uh, ability to hurt yourself if you're rolling down the street and something happens. Yeah, unless you're me. Uh, correct. I, would you use one of these? Oh, yeah. You would? Preferred over walking. Hello. <laughs> have you, though? No. Okay. Uh, people aged 18 to 34 are the ones that are most commonly injured, and majority of the injuries that they get are head injuries. Uh, that's accounted for about two-thirds of scooter accidents. The study authors say that improved rider safety measures and regulation are needed. The accident numbers keep climbing year after year after year after year as well. And so, and we know somebody that had broken their leg on one of those that came into the studio. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. That was crazy. I mean, and it seems like one of those things that it's just, it doesn't seem like something that you worry about when you get on. Because I've been on one of them before a couple of times. And uh, you don't realize how fast they go. And there's also, you know, if you've never used one before, there's a high wipeout factor, I would think. I mean, you know, you if you're going too fast or whatever That's the case what may be. That's surprises me that you didn't wipe out. No, no, no wiping out. Not even close, as a matter of fact. Felt good. And so, uh, you know, you got to make sure you use it the right way. And maybe they're talking about maybe having, like, helmet stations near one of these as well. But the problem is you can leave the scooters anywhere. So then what do you do with the helmets, right? Uh, right, yeah. I mean, you could have helmets next to the scooter things, but you never know when where a helmet's going to disappear to or whatever the case may be. So uh, there's a whole other world out there that needs to be figured out. And once the weather gets nice around the Treasure Valley again, I'm sure we'll be talking about it again here locally. Yep. So pay attention and watch out for the electric scooters. And don't get on one if you're scared to death of them because you're just begging to wipe out them. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We are going to do some bad impressions. That's happening next in the x Rock. Morning After with Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X. And we'll get you set up with some Dweezil's Appa tickets. Egyptian Theater is happening Wednesday, February 5th. And uh, you just need to figure out bad impressions here to score those. All right, 208-287-1003. If you want some Dweezil Zappa concert tickets, all you have to do is figure out who Big J is trying to be. Usually, the person he's trying to be is somebody famous, hopefully somebody you've heard of before. You've got three clues in which to do this. If you are successful, these concert tickets become yours. Hopefully, you become happy. Big J, are you ready? Ready. Then to the phones we go. Good morning, the X. Oh, that ain't going to work at all. You lose. Good morning, the X. Hey, what's up? How you doing, man? What's your name? This is Jimmy. All right, Jimmy. I'm widely known for my goofy-sounding stoner laugh. Okay, next. I've started movies like Superbad, Pineapple Express, and playing myself in This is the End. James Franco. Say it happened to do the last one. Uh, what's, okay, next one. <laughs> Just hand your phone over to your friend. <laughs> I've, helped write, I've helped write a lot of comedy movies like and TV shows like The Boys and Future Man. Yeah, James Franco. No, 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 James Franco does not have a goofy stoner laugh. It is not James Franco. Oh, hey, Mike. Oh, now he gets it. Now maybe, he gets maybe it. he'll be on the other end of this phone Did call. Did he write the boys? I didn't know that. Yes. Hello, he, he helped write the boys. Hello. Hey, man. Did you hear Big J's clues, or do you need them again? 
shoot him at me one more time. Just shoot to be him at me one more time. Shoot him, shoot him. I'm widely known for my goofy-sounding stoner laugh. Yeah, yeah, okay, great. I, I've yeah. started movies like Superbad, Pineapple Express, and playing myself, and this is the end. All right. I've helped, I've helped write a lot of comedies and movies and t- TV shows like The Boys and Future Man. It's James Franco. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't realize when I was, uh, but they, they, you know, they're very similar, minus the laugh. And minus Superbet as well. Hello, the X. Hey, how's it going? Hey, man, do you know who Big J's trying to be? Is it uh, Seth Rogen? <laughs> I yes. can't do it. I can't. It, I, I just. It is I Seth Rogen. Well done. Yeah. Uh, what's your name, man? Brett. All right, Brett, we got some Nick, uh, we got some uh, fun little uh, Dweezil Zappa tickets coming your way. Hang on one second. We'll get some information from you. Uh, why is Seth Rogen in the news? Uh, well, it involves, Nick, uh, the movie that we watched last night separately, Bad Boys 2. Okay. So uh, Bad Boys for Life is obviously uh, hitting theaters tonight. And uh, some people were tweeting on back uh, forth about this uh, the other night. And uh, Seth Rogen just popped up on Twitter and said, I helped rewrite Bad Boys 2. Huh. And Paul Shear, comedian yes. and actor, uh, wanted to know more. He wanted to know what the heck he was talking about. And Seth Rogen said, quote, which is interesting because none of these guys have writing credits on the movie, according right. to IMDb. Judd, Jad Apatow, he helped him out writing in the rewriting the movie. Judd was rewriting it, and me and Evan Goldberg were broke, so he gave us a bit of money to help. I don't remember much, but we all definitely wrote the joke where they didn't know the words to the song. Okay. And where Martin shoots the machine gun in the car by accident, and probably many more. Okay. Cool. Yeah, well, I mean, this, so. is, a, this is a very famous thing in, in Hollywood. They're called punch-ups. And, like, Pat Oswalt made a living doing this for, like, 15 years. Never got a writing credit, but always got, like, passed through, like, a ton of movies to just write a couple of jokes for. And some of them they used and some of them they didn't. But scripts get punched up all the time. And it's interesting to see that Seth Rogen used to do that back in the day, too. Hilarious, yeah. And, and I, I was uh, listening to something he was doing, and he, he had said that he had done it recently, too. He still gets, like, I'm, I'm sure his price points are much, much higher. But he still gets the opportunity to punch up from some scripts yeah. here and there. Sometimes and we were just, just talking, Bad Boys 2 is hilarious. It is. It's very funny. Very funny. Uh, so looking forward to Bad Boys for Life, and I'm sure Seth Rogen's looking forward to cashing those checks that he's going to get for uh, the fact that you and I streamed Bad Boys 2 last night. He should get some residuals. Yeah. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We'll wrap up the show here next in the X-Rock. Papa Roach, come around here on 100.3, the X-Rocks. Morning After with Nick and Big J. And that will wrap it up for this Thursday show, the 16th day of January 2020. Thank you very much for tuning in and being a part of the fun. We had a chance to talk about how bad the internet could be in other countries. It's not just evil here. <laughs> we also had an opportunity to give away some STP tickets. Learned a lot about John Carpenter today. Thank you, Big J, yeah. for your questions. Learned a lot about Seth Rogen, too. I had no idea he was attached to the boys in any way, shape, or form. He had created, dude. Uh, well, I know Evan Goldberg did. I just didn't know that that no. uh, that, that yeah, Seth, Seth Rogen did. Rogen was Goldberg's help. involved in it as well. But uh, good things happened today. That leaves you with the floor, Big J. Yeah, James Hetfield uh, making his first appearance since uh, getting out of rehab uh, at the opening of his car collection at the Peterson Automotive Museum in L.A. later this month on the 30th. So uh, that's a good sign, man. It is good. It's uh, Reclaimed Rust, the James Hetfield collection. Some amazing, amazing cars. Yeah, that's like his passion. He's like the uh, the Jay Leno of rock, right? 
yeah. who enjoys uh, collecting a bunch of cars and putting them up in huge garage out there in the, the Bay Area. And then every once in a while, he show, are any of them for sale or is he just showing off the collection? I know he sold a couple here recently, but uh, I don't think these are. These okay. are just for uh, showing off. And uh, there's got a couple guitars uh, up for auction to uh, help out charity as well. Uh, it's been a, a little over a year. Has Papa Head reached out? Made sure everything's going all right in your world? No, no. But I, you know, I felt like maybe I should make a surprise visit to this. The VIP tickets are only ninety nine bucks to this thing. Well, that ain't bad. You get to rub yeah, elbows with James. A little bit, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. we could uh, we could help each other out. <laughs> that would be great. I'm, I'm you should check it up on you. You can now. You can gallivant all over the country now, fairly cheap. You should make yeah. a trip to the. They, they should happen and be real creepy. <laughs> I mean, that's it is a little scary. That's a little <laughs> stalkery, and I won't go that far. But I think you have you have the pipeline to make it so it's not a surprise. You can go. Hey, listen, this is the thing that's <laughs> hey, happening. Hey, I'm, I'm coming. <laughs> James, yeah, that that makes it somewhat less creepy if you got a little bit of an advance notice. Go, hey, that it's not like asking, "Can I show up?" It's saying, "Hey, I'm going to be there." Yeah, just go, hey, just give me a heads Next up. Next thing you know, event canceled. <laughs> James canceled first public appearance. Big J wastes a trip out there. Morning after with Nick and Big J Friday on the show. Additional Stone Temple Pilots tickets. We're going to have a visit on the phone. Peanut from 311 going to call in in advance of their show happening on the 6th of March. That's going to be pretty awesome, so make sure you tune in for that as well. We will see you tomorrow. Jason Drew's up next. It's the X Rock.